Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. He's been here. been there. Magic down the middle, just what I thought. A hook shot at 12. Good! He's been everywhere. Shot from there and a save and a rebound. Score! Yes! Kings win the cup! Sobel. That's one small step for man. Ted Sobel. One giant leap for man. The man, the myth, the legend. What the hell's going on out here? Now, one-on-one with Ted Sobel. Hi, I'm Ralph Lawler. You're listening to Touching Greatness with Ted Sobel. Well, thanks very much, Ralph. And uh, certainly uh, things are a lot smoother these days in Clipperland, your former team now that you're wonderfully retired. It's really about the Lakers right now and a lot of the craziness going on inside their organization. We don't know who's in charge of who. And today I attended the very unusual news conference for new head coach Frank Vogel. And he was sitting alongside general manager Rob Palenka, who earlier in the day was ripped apart by his former front office mate Magic Johnson on national TV. So a fascinating day in Lakerland for sure. I got a chance to ask the final question of the news conference, really focusing on transparency within the organization and why the team has not come out and given you fans a spokesperson so they can have a face of the team who represents what the heck is going on in that place. I then got several minutes with ESPN NBA reporter Dave McMenamin, who's been around LeBron James a lot for the last several years. He was with the Laker organization covering that team before, moved to Cleveland. He's back in L.A. for the last couple of seasons, and he knows what's going on. He has some interesting takes as well and very positive ones about the potential of the Lakers actually bringing in some high-end free agents in the next several weeks. So we'll hear from Dave in just a moment. And also, my microphone got in the middle of a several-minute scrum with the new coach, Frank Vogel, after his news conference. And I also was able to ask him about his relationship with LeBron James and what he expects from his new guy. Let's start out with Dave McMenamin, who knows a lot of what's happening with Inside the Laker organization and who's a part of today's news conference. Dave, first of all, thanks for joining us on Touching Greatness. And that was one of the strangest coaching news conferences ever. Uh, how does that rank in your mind? It's that we've had a few of them. I remember the Mike D'Antonio one being pretty strange. That's true. That he was filling in. Everyone thought Phil Jackson was coming back. <laughs> but the difference in that one, as weird as that day was, you still had Jeannie Buss and Jim Buss in attendance. I thought it was surprising to me that you did not see Jeannie Buss out there in front of, uh, in front of Frank Vogel. I think transparency is a key word. I used it in the press conference. They dodged it, and I expected that. What are your thoughts on how this team is perceived and how important that is from a player standpoint, from a front office standpoint? It all comes into play. Yeah, in so many, in this business, yes, perception is reality a lot of exactly. times. It doesn't matter what the reality is. And so if you can't control the message or you are operating in a way that allows people to put this information out there, even if you don't believe it's true, you have a derelict duty. And, and right now that remains to be a problem. Now, I think Frank Vogel is a good coach. Me too. Uh, and I think Jason Kidd's a strong person to have on your staff. But you still haven't made up for what went wrong with Monty Williams, what went wrong with Teron Liu, what went wrong with Magic Johnson. So, you know, all of a sudden for us just to accept that, oh, it's way better than you think it is. No, the only way that actually looks that way is 
if come July 1st they get a marquee free agent and come the end of October they start winning games. They can't just magically snap their fingers and say, oh, just believe us, things are going great. So your idea of transparency would be what? The best way? Well, I mean, this is the first time we heard from anyone in the Lakers organization yep. since Magic resigned. That was almost five weeks. Why didn't we hear from Jeannie Buss in that time or Rob Palinka or Kurt Rambis or Linda Rambis or Todd Harris, whoever is calling the shots? And again, Rob Palinka, we can take him at his word, but if he says that it goes up to Jeannie Buss, why is Jeannie Buss still not spoken? Should Jeannie, though, have to be the face always? Because I'm looking more at everybody wants to know what's going on from the top, and that's great too. But I'm thinking as much from a player personnel standpoint, I want, who's the face, who's the spokesperson? They well, don't have one. Right, and that, that person was supposed to be Magic Johnson, and Rob right. Palenka says today that they're not going to fill his position because it was created just for Magic, which is okay, but guess what? Other teams have someone in that position who's not Magic Johnson. Musai Ujiri exists. Bob Myers exists. David Griffin exists right on down the list. So why are we going to pretend that, that you can only have Magic Johnson fill that position? To me, that still raises question marks. That's the question now for Jeannie, right? Are you going to fill that position down the road? Do you think it's necessary? But again, spokesperson, it could be anybody, but it needs to be somebody. And so, you can't rely on anyone right now. Right, because if, if you are going to make Rob Palenka your person, okay, that's fine. But you understand that on, on national television this morning, he got called uh, a backstabber. Yep. I mean, is that the person you want to have to be your public face of the franchise? Because his reputation gets tied into the franchise's reputation. That's a perception that you don't want. I don't care what organization or what company you have. Right, absolutely. And, again, this thing can get right. I mean, yeah. that's why I don't, I don't think Frank Vogel's enthusiasm was misplaced. He should feel good about this job. But we can't just take his word for it. There has to be results. And thus far, the results have not looked right. Now, ask me six weeks from now, come July 1st, if they get one of these marquee guys, I think everything can legitimately change. And, you know, no one, no one covers the team like rooting for their demise. You're just trying to cover what's actually happening. And so you can't sugarcoat it when, it, when it's going poorly. And you shouldn't, you know, have the pom-poms out when it's going well. Right. Just try to tell what's actually happening. Dave, as a guy who's followed LeBron the last several years and probably know him as well as anybody, how do you think he fits into this scenario and what he's thinking? Because he's another guy, in my opinion, he should be talking <laughs> all the time. And that's and you're laughing, but it's, you're laughing because well, it's I'm not, not realistic. No, 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 but yeah. you know what I mean. Right. Well, I, I thought the fact that he was there today in the gym, that was nice. highly visible yep. for the entirety of the press conference, that's said a lot without saying anything to me. It okay. was, I'm standing by this franchise. I am tacitly giving my approval of this coaching hire, and let's kind of put the past behind us. And, and you know, maybe that's the best idea because, listen, you and I, I, I can't tell you who he's speaking to yep. specifically, but I am sure that he is out there talking to potential free agents to try to bring them in. And that's way more important than talking to the press at this time. <laughs> But he didn't talk to the press when he came here. That sort of bothered me a bit. It's right. like, come on. It's, I know Instagram and any social media stuff is great, right. but I'm such an old school guy. I got questions for you. I can't go off a picture of you in a gym working out. Yeah, I, I remember your question at that press conference. Um, listen, and some people think that he misplayed it by perhaps putting himself above the franchise. You know, if, if he was to do traditional press conference, that would be 
you know, I am a Laker and I'm not LeBron James as a Laker. At the same time, I think from a PR standpoint, he was trying to tamper expectations because, or temper expectations, I should say, because when he came to Miami, that was a grave miscalculation on his part, doing the not three, not four, not five, not six, (laughs) not seven championships. He learned from that, internalized it, and decided he wasn't going to have the same situation pop up in L.A. And so, Dave, what do you think of how he fits with Frank and their whatever experience together? I mean, LeBron respects basketball minds, and I think Frank acquitted himself well today talking about the specifics of what he wants to do and how he spent the last year away from the game using it as a sabbatical to visit. He's told me he visited six different NBA teams Hmm. and met with their coaching staff to figure out what makes a team successful in today's NBA. And if Frank brings knowledge and detail and there's success behind the plan he puts out, LeBron will continue to buy in. And if there's not success there, you need to have a plan B. And if plan B doesn't work, you better have a plan C. I mean, that LeBron's a very active mind with a high standard for yeah. what he expects. And I, I think Frank will be given the opportunity to coach him, and he's going to have to take it. Uh, you know, Luke was given the opportunity to coach him. He tried to take it. It never really took hold. And we'll see if Frank can be that guy. So no transparency is going to continue just the way it is. We have to live with it right now. But does it come down to W's for everything? W's for the front office, that's our answer. W's for LeBron and Frank, that's their answer. I, it, it sounds simple, but isn't that true, though? Well, we like, won't win. Right. I, yeah, mean, I, I think if, if they win, like, you don't, you don't care. You don't care how, about what's exactly. You don't care how they skin the cat. Right. Like, you know, right. So I, I think. But they're living off of that, too. And then if they don't win, it's going to be twice as bad right. in my mind. Right. It's been six straight years exactly. since That's they missed the playoffs. This which is, is the Lakers. Unheard of for the Lakers. But I think, you know, people are starting to lose their jobs. You know, Magic's gone. Luke lost his job. If they have another unsuccessful season, you can only imagine the ripple effect that will occur. So I, I think they, they realize that. And. You know, really, what choice do they have but to try to think that's still salvageable? Because if you give up, you know, then yeah, what are you? Exactly. Last thing, Dave, uh, if I've made you president, and I don't know how the hell I could make you president of the Lakers immediately, what would be your first thing you do? I would... Well, first two or three or right, hundred. Well, no, I, I would find a way to uh, to empower LeBron to recruit. I mean, I think huh. that's the that's the way to go here. I mean, LeBron can talk to anyone right now. Right. A Lakers front office member can't. You gotta wait till July first. And so I would make sure LeBron has all the information he needs, all whatever he needs to do to to get a head start on getting that marquee guy to come play here. Because if the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard, we're talking about them far differently than we are right now. But nobody's talking about Kawhi Leonard coming here. And do you agree Magic that Johnson talked about him today? Well, okay, but that's the first time because almost everybody else is saying he's almost for sure a Clipper. What are your thoughts on even if it's him or not him? Who else realistically is going to come I just, here? In I your don't mind? think Magic's throwing those names out okay. ha- haphazard. So this morning he said Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving. I think he believes, and he was an executive for this team for yeah. two straight years. For a lot of that time period, he felt like he had a realistic chance of getting those one of those two guys. And so, unless something changed dramatically in the last month, maybe they maybe have. Maybe the Lakers are looked at like a smoldering mess to the rest of the league. But, you know, I, I've used this analogy before. If you're ever driving through a crowded city and you got your car and, and you go up and down the streets and you can't find a parking space, you're like, there's no parking spaces. Well, you don't need spaces. You just need one. You just need one parking space. and need one free agent to decide, yeah, I want to be a Laker. 
and it could very well be one of those guys or somebody's going to take the combination of money, Southern California and fame. Yeah, but before you heard it today, did you think those guys were truly in play? Yes. You did? Yes. Got a little inside info? Yeah, is that, just, you know, it's just a feel? Or? Around, no, I talk to people around the league. Okay. And, and I, I, I don't think really outside of perhaps Clay Thompson, I, I believe, will stay with the Warriors. Yeah. The other top-line free agents, the six or seven guys, I don't think there's any set-in-stone scenario with any of them yet. Because everybody's saying Knicks for sure uh, with KD and Kyrie. I don't Kyrie. think there's anything for sure. I don't either. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, you got Appreciate it. it. Thanks, Ted. That's ESPN NBA reporter Dave McMenamin, who's also on Twitter at McTen, that's M-C-T-E-N, and he only has 192,000 followers, better than most, and pretty impressive. Check out Dave McMenamin, certainly for your Laker news out of L.A. And for the umpteen time, let's just say times a few hundred, I covered another Laker news conference and another new head coach, Frank Vogel, introduced today, and I was just able to squeeze in the last question. Coach, welcome to Los Angeles, 10 Global Sports USA. Coach and uh, Rob, if you could talk about the outside noise, because you brought it up, and I'm curious, what's the best way to quiet that noise, and how much does transparency come into play for all concerned? I think simply put, the best way to quiet the noise is to do what the Lakers do, and that's to win and to compete for banners. Um, The noise will exist if you're not doing that. Last year, of course, for many reasons, it was a challenging year, and I think instead of spending all of our focus looking backwards, we're going to look forward, and I think we have to learn from last year, and there are things that we learned, Um, but I do think next year we will be a winning team, and we're going to all put in the work with Frank's coaching leadership in the front office to make sure that's the case, and that'll, that'll end the noise. Just win. Now looking back on it, I should have used the words, besides winning, how do you quiet the noise? And dig a little deeper into that transparency issue, but obviously I let them off the hook and they took advantage of it, but I'm sure neither really wanted to discuss true transparency within the organization, which is an issue big time right now for all concerned. Then we got a few more minutes with Coach Vogel in a media scrum, and I was able to get the last question in there as well, wanting to know more about his relationship with King James and how he planned on using him. What was this like for you? This was supposed to be your introductory press conference, and it kind of turned into a weird like referendum on the entire. It's a little franchise. different, you know, definitely different than uh, I expected, and different than I've ever been a part of. But um, I understand the line of questioning, you know, in light of uh, the events of this morning. So you just roll with the punches. Welcome to LA. Thank you. Is this what you were like? I mean, that is kind of what being the head coach of the Lakers is, though, right? Yes. Did, you know, they, did they prepare you for the circus, or? Of course. <laughs> uh, starting in the interview process, Good. you know, like, hey, this is different than Indiana and Orlando, and um, my my answer was, I, I understand that, and um, you know, I've been. It's still the NBA. I've been in the NBA, and you know, I understand uh, the jobs that you all have to do, and you know that you know, like I said about our team. The perception is not always the same as, as reality. And um, you block out the noise, you go to work, and you know you put a, a product on the floor that you can be proud of. Can you talk us through the Jason Kidd you know, setup and how you yeah. guys are going to work and how that came about? Yeah, well it came about you know, uh, in, in the interview process, they just asked if I would be open to suggestions about who would be on my staff. And um, my answer was that I would expect it, you know, and I would hope that there would be collaboration 
Um, just like I would hope that there's collaboration, you know, when it comes to uh, players that we sign or trade for, you know, that I would have a voice and, you know, that we're going to work together. You know, I, I really believe in this, this method. It worked great for us in Indiana with, with Larry Bird and Kevin Pritchard. Um, continued with both of my bosses, quite frankly, in, in Orlando, Rob Hennigan, and then on to Jeff Waltman and John Hammond. And, um, you know, that was uh, sort of how the seed was planted with Jason about, you know, what he could mean to, to our program. Um, I, I don't know Jason. I didn't know Jason very well prior to that. Um, but obviously great respect for his playing career and his coaching career. I think he's done a good job as a head coach. And the, like I said in, in the press conference earlier, this is the model that's been best for me in terms of building my coaching staff is find a respected player with coaching experience you know, that can help strengthen my message. So, um, you know, the, the next step was to, well, if there's, you know, if I'm going to hire anybody to my staff, I want to interview them. I want to meet with them. I want to get a comfort level with them and see if they're the right fit. I had a, a great uh, lengthy uh, interview process with Jason uh, where we talked about every topic you can imagine and came away feeling like he is going to be an incredible asset to our program. Any discomfort in kind of the media having already appointed him your successor? <laughs> no, again, I'm very good at blocking out noise. Uh, I've been around this business a long time and I really don't give that a second thought. Look, you can say that about every coach in the league about their, their assistant coaches. You know, it, it happens from time to time. I believe if you treat people with the right, res right respect and, and do the job at the, the highest level, um, build a, an environment of positivity and collaboration, you know, that you can't worry about that stuff. You can't worry about looking over your shoulder. You've got to worry about getting good damn coaches, you know, and, um, you know, that's how I see, that's how I feel about this hire. Was the history know, of domestic violence at all, uh, you know, did that, you know, give you any pause as far as putting him on your uh, staff? Of, of course it does, but, you know, this, this is something that was uh, it's, it's in the past, you know, and, um, you know, he's uh, sort of, uh, you know, spoken upon it and has moved on from it. So, you know, I believe he's in a, a, a very different place uh, than back then, and, um, you know, it's going to be a positive thing for us here. Did you address yeah. that with him? Uh, I, I did speak uh, briefly about it, yes. Did, did you know Rob before this process? How have you gotten to know him over the last two weeks? And, and how does it track with what Magic said today at this morning in the interview? I don't, you know, what happened between those two is, is not for me to speak on. Um, what I can speak on is that I did not know Rob Palinka before uh, this process. Um, I have had an incredibly positive experience um, from the moment I came out here with Rob. Uh, both in the hiring process, talking about uh, our families together and, um, you know, his vision of the team, his vision of what uh, the, the head coach and the coaching staff uh, should look like. And, you know, we're aligned, you know, with all that stuff. And, you know, I just I've been very impressed with him uh, as as a as a front office man, the vision that he has for what we're going to build uh, with the roster. And um, I really look forward to working with him. Honestly, it's, it's been all positive, really has. As, Coach, an, observer, as an observer, did you think, that, did, were you watching this from the outside thinking that there was a done deal with, with someone else, and, and when did you become involved? Uh, I'm sorry, that was the first part? Did you, as, as an observer of this coaching search, yep. was, were, you, was you, were you under the impression that there was a hire in place with Ty Lu, and then when did you become involved? Well, Ty and I share an agent, you know, so I knew he was involved, and, um, you know, I, I supported that. He's a, a great coach, a championship coach. Uh, when he talked to me about potentially coming on to his staff, I was honored and, um, you know, both for the opportunity to work with him, but, you know, this opportunity here with the Lakers, uh, again, I spoke of it earlier, it was just something you just want to be a part of something like this. You know, it's, it's not about anything else. Um, and, 
you know, when he pulled out, they moved very quickly to get me into uh, into L.A. For, for an interview and moved quickly in terms of offering me the job. Coach, how much did, how much does LeBron uh, and your history with him, whatever that may be, come into play here for, as far as your expectations to begin the new season? Well, I think there's two things at play here. One, it's my experience of of him as a player and what he can do and, you know, having tried to uh, to attack him, having tried to um, defend him, you know, I, I have a good feel for uh, the way I want to use him, um, you know, and then hopefully on, on his end, you know, the respect that, you know, we were a, a formidable threat, you know, to his, his teams in Miami uh, each year. And, um, you know, we put a, a really competitive team on, on the basketball floor that was um, just really tough-minded on the defensive end. It really played with the pass. And you can see what that type of environment can do for winning. So, you know, hopefully um, our past experience together uh, will get us off, uh, will, will serve as a foundation you know, for the relationship that we're going to have here and that we can do great things together here. Thanks, Coach. There you go, NBA fans. That's new Lakers coach Frank Vogel talking to the media after his news conference. And it's going to be an interesting next several weeks with the draft coming up, followed by free agency. Will the Lakers get some of those names that Dave McMenamin said are very possible? TBD. In the meantime, I am still Ted Sobel. Thanks very much for listening to Touching Greatness here on the Believe Podcast Network. And until next time, I hope you too will go out and touch some greatness. But keep it legal, would you folks? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.